Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton here today with Sarah. Here I am. Hello. Hello, we're like face to face. I know. It has been a while. It has been a while. I like it better this way. Me too. So we're in the office, headsets on. It is a cloudy day. And today we are focused on mindset. There's not always a theme to this because we answer every question and they're all over the map, like always. But today I think there's a definite mindset theme Before that, though, I want to say what we're giving away today. It's very exciting. We are giving away a Fabletics gift card. So if you act fast, this could be really great for last-minute holiday shopping. You could re-gift it. That's a great idea. Right? Do you re-gift? Oh, yeah. I do, too. Yeah. I actually love re-gifting. Really? Oh, yeah, because what it means is I don't have to keep something I don't want. Yes. And I don't have to shop. Oh, yeah. Win-win. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like people talk about it as though there's like a negative stigma about it. I think it's brilliant. It's the best form of upcycling. That's so true. Yeah. And and I am a minimalist by nature. So sometimes I get things that are like really great, but they won't be appreciated by me. Yes. But they will be appreciated by somebody else. I'll let you guys know what Elizabeth gets me for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See so people can be like, Did you give that? <laughs> that was was that yours? <laughs> <laughs> I think that regifting is a form of flattery. It means that you okay. picked a really great gift. It's just better suited for somebody else. And I loved it so much I wanted to give it. So great that I'm yeah. going to give it up. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's I I look forward to that. In fact, the more holiday parties I can go to where there's like maybe there's like a Yankee swap or a white elephant or whatever, it's just like getting gifts to give. Yeah. Okay. You know, like right now, if I go to a thing and I get like a bottle of wine, I'm going to re-gift it. Why can't you just wait and hold on to it? I mean, I'm fine if that gets to me. Yeah, right. You're like, okay, send that my way. Because honestly, it's just, it's it's more in the spirit to instead of be like, oh, I'll be able to drink again someday, hmm. to just there, check now somebody that was on my list is now covered. I see. And okay. it just makes my life a little bit easier. Yeah, one less thing to do. And then when I want to buy a bottle of wine, I buy what I want. There you go. Yeah. But I when I, when I decided that this was going to be the giveaway, the Fabletics gift card, I went on fabletics.com, which I usually only do on the first of the month, right? Because I'm a member. So that's when they send me my outfit picks. Um, But I went on there yesterday and they have just added like a whole new outerwear line. I just saw that. Which like, I love everything. I want everything. It's not maternity, but I, but I'm like kind of toying with the idea of buying myself some stuff and just like having it for next winter Mm -hmm. because it's so cute. I love winter coats. 
I do too. But I but maternity wise, it's like I don't want to spend money on a maternity winter coat. Right. So I'll just wear the boyfriend stuff. There you go. Yeah, or like lots of layers. <laughs> but yeah, guys, if you have not checked out Fabletics, you know, I've said it before, I'm a huge fan of their leggings, but they've also got bras, they've got socks, they've got sweatshirts, they've got tops. You can think of it as gym wear, but you can also think of it as like we're super casual, like we are super casual. Oh, yeah. Right now, I'm in the boyfriend's sweatpants mm. and a sweatshirt. I don't know what's on your bottom. I can't see your bottom. Just jeans. Jeans, but you've got Sneakers. just like cozy sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. We are all about the leisure wear. And if you want to check out their outerwear, I'm a big fan of like vests and they have some really, really great puffy vests. I like their puffy jacket. I do too. Yeah. And they have like longer ones as well as shorter ones, mm-hmm. depending on where you live. I'm just saying we need options. But check out fabletics.com forward slash primal potential. And one of you is winning a Fabletics gift card. So listen all the way to the end and we will say who won. But yeah, uh, this is like kind of a kind of a full time of year because yeah. not only is it like holidays, right? Mm-hmm. For those who observe, for me, for you. Registration is open for the winter 12 weeks to transformation. And would you like to know why that particularly makes me a little panicky right now? Yes, I would. How fast do the 12 weeks go by? Oh, yeah. Like, so fast. And baby's coming mm-hmm. in this 12 weeks to transformation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Because we'll always be like, Sarah, and I, like, it's week eight already. Yeah. It goes so fast. And... There will be a baby, but no fear because here's the deal. If you're, some of you might be thinking like, well, how is that going to influence the 12 weeks if you, you know, deliver a baby? How much thought have I given this? Oh my gosh. So much. Since like day one. Yeah. I was thinking about this, but here's the scoop for those of you who are thinking about how that's going to impact this. Cause I know it's a big investment for you. It's also a big investment for me. I'm going to work with a smaller group of people, but I'm not going to miss a beat right? We are still going to have our weekly coaching webinars. We're still going to have the daily coaching audios. I'm still going to be in the Facebook group every single day. Sarah's a big part of the 12 Weeks to Transformation, and that's not going to change. So kind of like the upshot is you'll probably be the first people to know that the babies come. Yes, exactly. Which is pretty wild. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sarah's going to be in charge of like distributing that message when that happens. But um No, we've given this a lot of thought. And the beautiful thing is like the weekly challenges are the weekly challenges. So those are all set ahead of time. The daily coaching audios, you know, we we stay on top of those and we batch those out. They go out every single day. Um, So the only thing might be one day or two days where I'm not in the Facebook group, but Sarah will be um, and other team members will be. So... It's just going to be kind of like more celebratory and fun. Exactly. There is a huge plan in place. Yes. Which you are tackling so well. Yes. And I'm so excited about it. So guys, do note that I am working with a smaller group this winter, but that the show will go on and I think it'll just be an even higher level of service because we're all so committed to making sure that not a beat is missed and that everybody has an exceptional experience. So if you want to learn more about how the 12 Weeks to Transformation works or you have questions, go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform or you can email Sarah at primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H. 
if you have like any logistical questions or questions about the payment options or anything like that, uh, we want to make sure to get all of your questions answered because we start in like just a week or two. We start the, the 5th or the 6th, the first Sunday in January. So do not wait. If you are thinking that you really want to get some stuff together in 2020, we would love the opportunity to partner up so you can learn more. You can register by going to primalpotential.com forward slash transform, or we'll link it up in the show notes for today's episode, which is primalpotential.com forward slash 697. Whew. We're almost at 700. Right? Because we just did 600. Yeah. Like a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yes. All right. We've got questions. We love when you send your questions in. I know. We get some really good ones, and it's so often... I am putting them in our list and thinking to myself, like, oh, I can't wait till she answers this. <laughs> I, I feel that way, too. Like, some of, some of them, I'm like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll tackle that one delicately. Um, but no, I, I really, really enjoy this. So keep the questions coming. We love answering them. We answer them every Saturday. And somebody wins something every single Saturday today. It's that Fabletics gift card, which we'll announce at the end. But let's, let's dive in and see what we got. How do I turn my positive intentions into reality? Man, isn't that like the question that matters most, right? Because whether it is I have this desire to save more money or I have this desire to create new friendships or to take better care of my body or, you know, to have more passion in my relationship or anything like that, it doesn't really do much if we don't have the tools to transform it into reality and into action. So my philosophy on this is very, very micro versus macro. What I mean by that is it's very short term versus long term. I am less a fan of some big strategy, even though those things can feel really, really good. I've done that with work before where like I map out on this day, I'm going to do this and this and this. And then by this time, I'm going to be in this place. But like, Reality doesn't necessarily love my plans, you know? So what I try to do in my own life and with all of my clients is let's focus on today. So I think this becomes so much more manageable when we turn this question, which was originally, how do I turn my positive intentions into reality today? If we translate that to say, what can I do today to turn my intentions into actions? then it's so much more clear and specific and achievable. So I'll use myself as an example, right? I have intentions to eat well. I have intentions to move more, especially at this phase of pregnancy. Um, And I have intentions to truly, truly, not exaggerating here, to eliminate stress response from my life, right? That kind of anxious, oh shit kind of moment. Now I have to mark this episode as explicit. I haven't had to do that in a while. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, Well, noted. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, um, but it's true. I I have that reaction often and I want to eliminate it. So if I say to myself, starting with the first one, um, how can I turn my intention to move more into action today? Well, there's a kettlebell in the corner and I've been trying to do 100 kettlebell swings and 100 goblet squats every single day. So what time am I going to do that, right? I not only want to identify it, but I want to have a plan to do it because otherwise, like many things on our to-do lists for a given day, they don't get done. 
But when I can specify it's going to get done between 3 and 5 today, I have a a window in my calendar between 3 and 5, I'm going to get this done. Turning it into the micro focus on today. And if you're somebody who has a pattern of your intentions or your ambitions kind of exceeding how you execute, keep it really simple. Limit it to one or two things, but not six or seven things. Truly, truly one or two things. So I'm going to do 100 kettlebell swings and 100 goblet squats this afternoon between three and five, right? And then let's say, you know, the, the stress one. I want to eliminate that stress response from my life. I'm not going to have any tense interactions with my contractor today, right? So if he comes by, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be patient. Sarah's smiling because she's like, good luck. <laughs> like, that's a big, that's a big one. But it's also a decision. Because it doesn't mean that I'm going to hear things that I love. It doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with everything that is said. But I can choose that just for today, today is a no-stress day. So whatever it is that happens, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to think about what I can do to bring about the solution. But I'm not going to get worked up about it. That's just my decision for this day. And then I reevaluate tomorrow, tomorrow. But I think there's a couple key things to keep in mind when you want to turn your intentions into actions. And number one is be really specific. So we can't think like, oh my gosh, I just want to take better care of myself. What does that mean today? What will that look like today? So a lot of specificity, number one. And then number two, a very targeted time frame. It's not in general, I'm going to do better. It's today, how will I execute this? So that's where I really start with the majority of my clients. I think writing it down is super powerful. Being specific is super powerful. Having a time frame is really going to make a difference there. But that's where I would have you start. I love the idea of having the time frame. Yeah, it's so different than just being like, you know, for you, I want to get these many signs done today. Well, when in the day is that going to be able to happen? Because otherwise we can come to the end of the day and be like, oh crap, I didn't get it in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What can I do or practice when I catch myself getting stuck in my own head? First, I just want to like give so much props for just the awareness that you feel stuck in your own head, right? Because a lot of folks don't even realize that. It's just the way it is. And and then it's the state of being. I'm frustrated all the time or I'm disappointed all the time or I'm overwhelmed all the time. And when you realize I'm kind of stuck on this, like I'm just looping, like, you know, when a CD way back when, you know, when you'd have a CD that like would skip mm-hmm. and it would just be like over and over and over. Like we do that in our minds so often. So I love that that you're recognizing that I use questions for this. So I have found that if something frustrates me or upsets me, I'll loop on it like that CD that gets stuck and I just keep like playing through different scenarios and then I kind of loop through them again and again and again. So what I have to do is take myself in a different mental direction. And sometimes that means turning my attention to something completely unrelated. Where this happens to me most is when I'm driving and then if I'm like in the shower or doing something where like there's not, there's not something to do. But this happened to me last night when I was driving home. I went to see some family. I'm driving home. It's a couple hours in the car. And 
somebody had said something to me that day that was just like, it was on replay in my mind over and over and over. So I use questions to take my mind in another direction. And it can be something very general, like what's good? My sister does that for me brilliantly. If I'm on the phone with her and I'm like, and then this, and then this, and I can't believe this, and I just can't handle this, and I'm all worked up, she'll be like, what's good? Tell me what's good. And it just kind of takes you in a different mental direction. So that's one question to ask when you find yourself kind of looping on the same thing in your head. But it can also be less general and more specific to the situation. What's another perspective on this? You know? So since I don't think they listen to the podcast, I'm just going to throw this out there. And if they do, like, hey, it's real. And this is my reality. And I have a podcast and you know it. Um, There's somebody in my family, very close, that isn't coming to my baby shower, which is fine, right? Like, I get it. They would have to kind of travel a bit. And they said that, you know, with things that are that are going on in their life, like they just can't make it up here that weekend. Totally fine. But then I find out that they're coming up the next weekend for something else to the same exact place. So so you could do it for that, but but you can't do it for this. And in my head, I'm like, you understand that, you know, the whole entire family is going to be there and that this is, you know, the first grandchild in the family and, and all these different things I'm looping, right? I'm just going through like, what the heck for all these different reasons? And then I said, okay, how else can I see this? You know, because that's one perspective and it's very valid and it's based in fact and it's based in feeling and it's really, really true. But it's not the only perspective, you know? How else can I see this? And there's infinite numbers of ways and it just broadens my focus so I'm not looping on the same thing that only makes me feel sad or unimportant or not a priority or whatever. So sometimes I'll say, how else can I see this? Sometimes I'll say, oh, what's their perspective, you know? And asking questions, whether general, like what's good, what am I excited about, or specific to the situation, just kind of takes me in a slightly different direction. The other thing you can do without asking questions that doesn't work as well but sometimes can can be a distraction is like turn on your favorite song or think about the last time you laughed hysterically. This is actually a tool that I've used in romantic relationships when I'm really upset with the other person or something happened that that let me down or we're in a fight or whatever. I'll ask myself, when was the last time that we laughed hysterically together? Or when was the last time that he did something that was really special, you know? And when you take yourself in that in that different direction, it diffuses whatever that you're fixating on. So those are a few tools that, that I use. What do you do? Good, good practices. Um, you go outside. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And I try to get physical in some way. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. My sister was just at, um, she's a social worker. And after Ascend, she went to a conference in Washington, I think. And the whole conference was focused on um, outdoor therapy, mm. movement and fresh air and physical exertion and whatever. And she was saying, you know, most people don't realize how much changes in your body's chemistry 
whether it's with sunlight or it's with fresh air or it's with physical exertion or whatever. And it is really an effective therapy for legit challenges, be it anxiety, depression, mood disorders, but also just being stuck in our own heads. And Tim Ferriss says, if you can't get out of your head, get into your body. Oh, yeah. And I love that because, okay, you're really upset about something or you're sad about something or you're worried about something. Do 100 burpees because all of a sudden, I guarantee you, come about burpee number 13 or 14, you're not thinking about that thing anymore. Or burpee number three or four. Right, right. (laughs) Get out of your body. Get out of your head and get into your body is a really, really great one. And oftentimes that doesn't mean a casual walk because you can continue to loop Mm -hmm. on that walk. But like do something that's hard for you. That's one of the reasons I love 100 burpees, even though burpees with this bump aren't happening. Yeah. No, not for a while. Yes. How do you change your mindset to where you don't let the external and internal chatter trigger you? I think that we could just repeat the same exact answer for this. Um, Whether it is something somebody else said or did or it is the way that you are processing and thinking about things, we are the thinker. We are not the thought, right? And how we feel is a direct result of how we're thinking about it. So I'll go through a series of questions like, is there something that's funny in this? Is there something that's ironic in this? Is there something that makes sense in this? Is there something I've totally gotten wrong in this? And, you know, it's not always the case, right? But yesterday, um, so we're recording this a few weeks ahead, but um, I had posted that it would have been my stepdad's birthday yesterday, and he died in a, a really tragic car accident. And in my family, and we've, we've lost a lot of people, and so we, we always kind of recognize and reflect on whether it's the anniversary of their death or their birthday or what would have been a wedding anniversary or whatever. We all kind of communicate about it. And so yesterday morning, um, before I started journaling, I texted my mom, and I was like, you know, I'm thinking about him today, and... I think about him every day, but like today I just really miss him and I wish he was here and I and I know that he would be so good with my daughter and all of those kinds of things and and I can see how those thoughts can trigger you to go to grief, to go to fear, right? Cuz I have more of a tendency to worry about people driving now than I did before he died in a car accident, no doubt. But the way that I don't have that turn into a cascade or a trigger or call it whatever you will, something where I don't feel in control of my thoughts or my emotions is asking a lot of questions. What's good about loss? I mean, I've had a lot of loss and I can say that in every single case, something good came out of it. Whether it was a deeper bond with somebody else in my life or it was a greater appreciation for my own life, Uh, or a greater appreciation for that person that I lost, or growth and maturity, or emotional resilience, or, you know, any number of things, there is something good if you choose to look at it. Or I'll say, you know, what's funny about this? And while, of course, there's nothing funny about a tragic car accident, um, there's so many things that are funny in my memories of him and my experiences of him. And I'll try to think like the question I ask myself when I'm like, you know, pissed off at the boyfriend, like, 
when was the last time that I can remember laughing really hard with him or a time where I can remember laughing really hard with him. And it's about changing your perspective. And the other thing that I always remind myself is that I'm in control of how I feel based on how I choose to think. So I can absolutely overwhelm myself, and I do sometimes, with a pattern of thought, right? With deliberate chosen thoughts. But I can also choose to feel peaceful with a different pattern of thoughts. I can absolutely choose to generate feelings of anger or disappointment or frustration with a pattern of thought, the things I choose to think about, the things I choose to revisit in my mind, the things I choose to like repeat over and over and over, but I can choose different patterns that make me feel in different ways. So ownership is a huge part of it. If I am feeling any particular way, it is because I created that feeling through my thoughts and my focus. We are are our own mood makers. We make our mood and I see that as a superpower. It's also a huge responsibility. And it doesn't mean that things don't happen that are unpleasant or not ideal, but we determine what we make of them. And we determine where we where we remain mentally and I personally don't believe that it's either stress or it's calm. It can be both. I'm not somebody who chooses to believe that it's either grief or it's joy. It can be both. So reminding myself that I make my own mood and reminding myself that it's not, it's not exclusive, that it's both. It's multiple. We can feel many things. And that's, I've talked about this before, but it's one of the greatest gifts I've received from my family is a demonstration that we can have joy and laughter in the presence of grief, right? It's not just grief. And so we're all head down in mourning. It's both, right? We choose to have it be both. And the same thing is true with stress. I can have stress and also be at peace with so many other things in my life or with the fact that, you know, I'm doing what I can to control the outcome. I can have anger and also fun. Like, I don't like that you did this and I'm really pissed off about it, but I'm not going to choose to isolate my experience to that feeling. We're going to go out and we're going to do something fun. And so allowing for more than one emotion in your space, more than one thought in your space, more than one perspective in your mind is a really, really great tool. I'm loving this episode. I, 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 mean, I don't even, did I even answer that question? In my well, head, I, I did. Well, I think you kind of did with the, the question before in that. terms of the yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah. I hope so anyway. Yeah. Let us know if not. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about self-sabotage? I don't believe in this idea of self-sabotage. I mean, I think it's possible theoretically, but I think what most people call self-sabotage is not self-sabotage. And I've done a number of episodes on it, and Sarah's always so great about about pointing this out, but primalpotential.com is really searchable. So if you go there and you search self-sabotage, you're going to find several episodes that I've done specifically and exclusively on this topic of self-sabotage. But here's why I don't think that what most people refer to as self-sabotage is that. So people will say like, oh, I was doing so well and I was getting great results and then I sabotaged myself, right? So like I was really sticking to my budget and I was making great progress and then I just, you know, went on an Amazon shopping spree and undid the progress that I made. Or I was losing so much weight and I was doing really well and then I binged and I put the weight back on and I sabotaged myself. No, you didn't. 
No, you didn't. Because sabotage means that you intentionally want to cause yourself harm. And I don't think that we go on that spending spree or we eat all that food because we intentionally want to cause ourselves harm. I think it's because in that moment, we talked ourselves into the pleasure of the moment instead of the long-term pleasure of progress, right? It's just about your mindset. So when we're faced with a choice, do I continue in the direction of my goals or do I not? We just have to think about it clearly. And if we choose not to, that doesn't mean we're sabotaging, right? Like if you've been eating so well and you decide that on Christmas Day you're going to have three pieces of pie, did you sabotage yourself? No, you made a decision. We can strip away all the drama when we just say what it is. We made a decision. And maybe we didn't consider all the factors and maybe we didn't consider the aftermath, but that does not make it sabotage. Let's ditch the drama. The drama is draining. We made a choice. And now that's over and we can make a different choice. And maybe we need to consider different factors as we make choices, like how am I going to feel about this afterwards? And is this aligned with how I want to show up today? And do I want to reinforce this habit or do I not? But I don't think it's sabotage. And I think that the perspective that it is, is more drama than necessary. This person is looking for your advice. They have a boss at work that keeps finding fault with their work. And they think and worry about this constantly. They go over and over in in their head and they're dreading going to work. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, so I think if your boss isn't satisfied with your work, instead of worrying about it, work with them to make it better, right? I mean... I'll just use me and Sarah as an example here, right? If she's dreading coming to work because when she does stuff, I'm like, this is wrong. This is wrong. You didn't do this right, whatever. Well, the most effective thing to eliminate the problem altogether is to say, what is the right way? How would you have it be done? Where did I miss the mark? And that communication might have to continue for weeks, right? Maybe the next time you take on a project, you say, this is how I'm thinking about doing it. Are you cool with that? Or when you're given a project, what does success look like? What does success look like in the work? What does success look like in the time frame? But you have total control over this. So I say there's no need for the stress and the worry and the dread if you have really great communication. And that is something that you can choose to have, right? It's it's not... It doesn't have to be ambiguous. If you go to them and you say, it all comes down to your perspective. If your perspective is like, I can't satisfy them, then you are in the problem and not in the solution. If you go to them and you say, I totally see that you're finding fault in my work and I really want to do a good job. Are there some general things that need to change in the way I'm doing my work so that I'm meeting your expectations? Or if it's more specific... As I take on this new project or this is what I'm working on today, tell me what I need to do to meet and also to exceed your expectations. What does winning look like? Take control of it. Because if you don't, you're choosing to remain in the problem instead of choosing to create the solution. And you're, you're acting powerless when you're really, really not powerless. That's that's my two cents on that. Yeah, I think the communication thing is huge. Yeah. 
because I, I know that initially you're, well, you're always open, but you made it a point to say like, let's communicate even when things are difficult. Like Absolutely. Those difficult conversations. Yeah. You have to have them. And honestly, from your boss's perspective, if you're just like staying in fear, you're not, you're not open to growing and to making it better. Yeah, it's super uncomfortable to go and say like, I don't think you're happy with my work and I want to do better. Help me with that. But what's the alternative? Just being miserable and dreading going to work? Because that sounds pretty crappy and uncomfortable too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question here. Why does my mind hate my body? Because of your perspective, right? You are the thinker. You are not the thought. So your mind is not this separate entity that has taken over and hates this separate entity that is your body. No. You create the narrative. You create the story. I can for sure create a narrative that is, I'm ugly, my nose is too big, my legs are too big, my hips are too wide, my boobs are too big, my hands are too small, whatever it is, I created that. So the reason I'm not happy with my body is because of the perspective that I've chosen on it. I also can say, like, I'm strong and I'm healthy and the things I don't like about my body, I have the power to change, period. And then we've stripped away the drama. But let's not act like these are two separate things, two warring factions in your life. No, it's you. You are the storyteller. You are the narrative creator and you can change this entirely. It doesn't mean you wake up and say, like, I love my body. But what do you like about it? What do you appreciate about it? Take responsibility for it. What are you working to change? How can you stop telling the negative stories and either tell more positive or more neutral stories that is totally within your power? That's what I think. We got a winner. We do have a winner. Do you want to say who wins the Fabletics gift card? I do. And just keep in mind, we are open to your regifting back to us. That's right. Yes, <laughs> I will. I will note that for sure. Um, the winner is from Instagram and the handle is at just.being.jackie. At just.being.jackie, congratulations, you won a Fabletics gift card. Email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at primalpotential.com within 60 days from today to claim your Fabletics gift card, or it goes into our little treasure trove of things that we get to enjoy because you didn't claim your prize. Guys, there's three ways to win. It's super easy. We do this every single week. You can leave a rating and review of this podcast in Apple Podcasts. That'll take like... 30 seconds of your time and then you're eligible to win. Um, you can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Same thing. Doesn't take long at all. Or you can post on Facebook or Instagram. Just be sure to tag me so I know it's there. Your favorite episode or something you've learned from an epi a particular episode and you are then entered to win. We do this every single week. So if you do not win this week, if you are not just being Jackie, go over to fabletics.com forward slash primal potential. They have a really special deal, deal where you can get two pairs of leggings for $24. If you haven't taken advantage of that, I just think you're absolutely bonkers bananas crazy. Even if you don't wear leggings, give them as a gift because they're awesome and that price cannot be beat. But if you get one of the jackets or the puffy vests, we want to see pictures. Yeah. Because I really like them all. And I'm really seriously consider buying a bunch for, for next winter because they are so cute. And don't forget... 
Registration is open now, but it won't be open long for our winter 12 weeks to transformation. We would love the opportunity to work with you to help you kick off 2020 with these mindset shifts and these tools, whether it's journaling or the daily coaching audios or the weekly challenges to help you make 2020 the very best year yet. What are you doing this weekend? This weekend, I will be working in the store doing some retail stuff. Fun, fun. Yeah. Holiday time in the store. Exactly. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Should be a good time. What that's about you? Ah, uh, working. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's pretty much the name of the game. Um, and watching football and baby shower. Oh, yes. Baby shower, which I will be attending. I know. I'm like. It's uh, you know I don't love being the center of attention, so I'm excited about it. But I'm also like ah yeah yeah, but it'll be fun. I cannot wait to hang with your family. I can't wait to see what the food is. Ooh yeah yeah. You have no idea like menu anything like that. No cool. But I think there will be cupcakes. Oh, because if there's a party for me, there's, there's usually cupcakes. cupcakes. Yeah yeah. All right everybody, I hope we get the opportunity to work with you this winter. Head over to primalpotential.com forward slash transform or to the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 697. And if you have any questions, let us know in general for the podcast or about the 12 weeks. We are happy to get back to you as quickly as we can. So make today amazing and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.